Hey gang, big news in the world of We Hate Movies live appearances in this one. Well, you better get your holiday coat on because it's not happening until December. We're so excited. It's actually a hometown show for this Jersey boy. Only you. Jersey City's beautiful White Eagle Hall will be hosting the We Hate Movies podcast. And we're going to be talking about a Christmas movie, Eric Siska. What is that oh movie? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> it is the Santa Claus, the original film. Not Out of way. Is it original? Yeah, it's original. The first one. Tim Allen <laughs> yes. finds a fat so falls off his roof. Yep. yep, we're gonna be talking all about it on December seventh, which is a day that will live in infamy. <laughs> at White Eagle Hall. I mean, it, it incidentally lives in infamy. We, right. We're just we're to yeah. the side of it. We're adding to the infamy. Yeah, it's, just, exactly. it's more infamy because this will be uh, our debut in Jersey City, and this is what it's come down to, folks. Steve Sadak. Refusing to get on planes, mm-hmm. refusing right. to get a driver's license to help right. out with rent a cars. I refuse to get on a train for this show. I'm fucking right. walking. Oh I gotta walk to the venue. So I guess this is the new normal gang, only wherever <laughs> Steve's legs can carry him. But it's an awesome venue and it's really close to the train if you're like you're in the in the city or if you want to drive in from Pennsylvania, wherever. Mm-hmm. Right, the path train's not too far, right? Path train's a, a stone's throw away. A here. stone's throw, folks. Come on out to the White Eagle Hall. That's right. Tickets are on sale now, so get them in advance. Get them fast. This is going to be a popular show. December 7th, White Eagle Hall, Jersey City, New Jersey. Tickets available right now at whmpodcast.com. It's Christmas time again. It's time to be nice to the Now, speaking of the beach, we're talking about one of my all-time faves that I didn't know was an all-time fave until I figured out what this movie was. We'll get into it on the episode. This is Nightmare Beach. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. And we hate movies. Welcome to We Hate Movies on the Sideshow Network. Thank you for tuning in to our fine little podcast here, our homegrown podcast, oh, as yeah. it were. Yeah. This it's week. It's a mom and pop operation. It is. Yeah. It, is a, it is indeed a mom and pop operation. Yeah, we, and, got, we got mom and pops stock in the back room right now. <laughs> All those VHS tapes. Oh, I don't know, Mother. I think these are going out of style. All right, well, we're done podcasting. Lock them in the closet. <laughs> are you two boys doing pornography this week? <laughs> Nightmare Beach. This episode is requested by Isaac from California. He had this to say. Hey, guys, this is uh, Isaac calling from Surf's Up, California. Uh, I just wanted to request Welcome to Spring Break, a.k.a. Nightmare Beach. Uh, it has stars both uh, John Saxon and Michael Parks, so it's a good thing there. Um, the, the killer in this film was a all-black leather biker suit. I think you guys would really dig it. So, yeah, hopefully you check out uh, Nightmare Beach, a.k.a. Uh, Welcome to Spring Break. You guys, are, you guys are the best. Thanks. This week is indeed Nightmare Beach from 1989, directed by Harry Kirkpatrick, a.k.a. Actually, quite famous Italian horror director Umberto Lenzi, the uh, auteur 
right. behind uh, a couple of films I've watched recently, including Cannibal Ferox, which is uh, unwatchable. Oh, really? But the soundtrack, quite fantastic. What's that second word? Fair ox? Fair ox, yeah. Is that what Paul Bunyan had? <laughs> no, I believe he Oh, had. babe, the blue ox Oh, there. babe, the blue cannibal fair ox there. <laughs> uh, and also an, a, a cool kind of zombie-ish movie called Nightmare City. This is Nightmare Beach, continuing his uh, round of nightmares. Nightmare Town, <laughs> Nightmare Apartment, <laughs> Nightmare Garbage Dump, <laughs> Nightmare Bathroom. Welcome to my world. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. This is, I think, closest to Nightmare Garbage Dump, actually. <laughs> this is a movie that confirms my opinion that, uh, not opinion, but my feeling that these, like, MTV-esque spring break town situations mm-hmm. yeah. have zero appeal to me. Well, ne- the thing is, we go to them, you probably are going to die. <laughs> or someone's dying. Whenever you saw the MTV beach house, there was a dead girl in the pool. <laughs> You're like, someone's someone's floating the wrong way in that beach house Yeah, like, pool. like you know, Bill Bellamy died on one of those, right? Yeah. He's R-I-P-D. been dead for years, uh, which is unfortunate. Uh, Jesse Camp, former yeah, Jesse, DJ, yeah, now he, oh, corpse. He, mm-hmm, yeah, he died. He was Dave he, Holmes, he was murdered. <laughs> Kurt Loder was found dead. Oh, no, wait, he's still alive. He just looked quite dead. <laughs> they just prop him up in a seat. Kurt Loder, I feel like his secret nickname around the MTV offices was The Mummy. <laughs> like, oh, shit, here comes The Mummy. Everybody button up. Oh, dude, they should now they got the Teen Wolf going on. MTV's got the Teen Wolf going uh-huh. on. How right. about MTV's The Mummy starring Kurt Loder? <laughs> you can get some sexy-looking teens to go and fight them and like, like try to get them back in the crypt. I feel like every time Kurt Loder opens his mouth on MTV, it's like, oh, come on, we just look... It's not that channel anymore, Kurt. Just leave. And he's like, fire me. I Go think, ahead and fire me. I think he finally recently stepped down as the film critic there. Oh, That's what he's really? been doing for like 15 and years. They don't have any news. Do they have news anymore? Oh, I've got no clue. We're, I don't, what's Snooki reading the headlines these days? Are they even rocking the vote is what I want to know. <laughs> well, they had the, the last election was voter die with P. Diddy, which I think was tied into rock the vote, quite unfortunately. Oh. I think I saw John Norris asking for change on the way here. I should have <laughs> asked him how things were going at MTV. I watched a, uh, there's a, a documentary that came out about R.E.M.'s relationship with MTV and uh, how, like, R.E.M. sort of came up, like, while MTV was coming up, so they both, like, helped uh, each other. It, it was a pretty cool uh, little movie. They were the propaganda wing. Of yeah, that. pretty much. <laughs> but, man, talk about, like, MTV flashback, dude, to all of those people looking in their prime. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, video killed the radio star, so Nightmare Beach, huh? This yeah, movie by also, the way, Nightmare Beach. This movie also is weird because it came out in 1989. It looks like and should have come out in about 1984. Yes. Yeah, yeah we're I, just yeah. kind of missing the era that this movie wished it lived in mm-hmm. it's specifically like the, from the soundtrack yeah the soundtrack there's like ronnie james dio all over it like i think he was a music <laughs> consultant actually oh no, was he really yeah this is gorgeous man the soundscape <laughs> and the music i was kind of feeling it because well, it's all like fake music it's like fake yeah. iron maiden fake like, and it was like uh, the metallica main, the main song is like fake tiffany or yeah. something her name it's... is kirsten by the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah it sure is i mean this is like spring break fart rock yeah yeah is what yeah. we have going on it was here. like don't take my heart 
I think it was the song. Sounds um, good to me. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping the, the the killer would rip someone's heart out with that lyric. Oh, yeah, that would have been cool. The killer in this movie kind of strays from his M.O. a few times. So which what's is frustrating. this movie about? This movie is about... Uh, well, it's spring break. Well, it's spring break. I was going to say, there may or may not be a ghost who's murdering people. Mm-hmm. There's like or a, a fake, zombie. It's like a fake paranormal element going on in it, this it's movie. It's a Scooby-Doo situation, actually. It, it it's re- a very it really violent, is. boob-filled Scooby-Doo <laughs> is what this movie is. So basically, there's a spring break town. Uh, it's a fake... Boob- <laughs> Sorry, booby-doo. <laughs> Had to get that in. Bravo. That's let, me, a, let me interrupt you. Yeah, that's, a, that's <laughs> a, Let's derail this for two minutes so I can say booby-doo. That's an interruption I'll gladly take. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's a shitty town in shitty Florida. Uh, not all of Florida is shitty. Well, most of it's shitty. Um, <laughs> well, most of, well, most of America Listen, is this shitty. movie was filmed in North Miami and fucking Fort Lauderdale, okay? Yeah. I was getting herpes just watching this movie. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing about I was saying about Spring Break is like, I'm just watching this and I'm like, this is disgusting. That pool's gross. Mm-hmm. I don't want to drink at that bar. I don't even want to know what the restaurant bathroom is over there. Well, that's the thing. Every, Michael Parks, who plays the doctor in this movie, he's doing all these autopsies. Like, you know, the first thing he does is sees and disregards a staph infection. He's like, well, that's just <laughs> that's just part and parcel of what's going on here. That couldn't have done it. Everybody's got one of these. <laughs> so there is a there's a motorcycle behelmeted uh, killer going around electrocuting people with his super motorcycle. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know we've got it really a- needs to be explained at the end of the movie. It is not. Oh sure. I, listen, I want schematics for how uh, this thing is wired because what are we even talking about? <laughs> but funny enough, actually, uh, to sort of like dovetail from last week into this week, we start this movie back on death row. We do. Oh right, yeah. This dude, he's like a biker who's been accused of murdering this woman. Uh, he's just getting the chair, and it's this whole thing. It's what uh, a letter from Death Row did not have, which I always find bizarre, <laughs> is the uh, the execution theater. <laughs> I love it, man. I'm like, listen. I'll take uh, one for the uh, front row of Death Row. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, listen, 3% of me wishes I could be in a theater like that. The thing that. is, everybody who gets executed in a theater will in- undoubtedly say, I'm coming back. Yes. You know, yes. Why would you, you want to just throw that out there? Maybe it'll stick. You know what I mean? Like, you never know. Listen, yeah. you get killed. You go to the other side. Maybe there's an option. Come back and torture people. Honestly, that's the only time Satan is watching you die is when yep. you're in a theater and it's like this weird thing where like <laughs> people like people are like, oh, yeah, this is good. Like, OK, I mean, you're maybe you're just as bad as he is now. I don't know. That's when Satan's watching. Oh, yeah. I feel like the public relations person that brings everybody in is like, (laughs) you know, she'll tell you the do's and don'ts. Like, you're not allowed to yell anything. When to cheer, when they need the applause. (laughs) No no spitting. No spitting. If it gets too intense, you go, uh, you know, the exits are here, there, and there. And by the way, he will undoubtedly say that he's coming back, but magic doesn't exist, everybody. And I want everybody to calm down, because if you look under your seat right now, everybody's going to get a barf bag. And when our uh, our convict tonight, Edward Diablo, comes out, I'm going to wave <laughs> this newspaper up in the air, and I need you guys to cheer really loud. We want the big energy getting right up. I mean, this is a show, people. Come on, come on. <laughs> I love that this dude's name is Diablo, and, by the but way. But first, uh, your warm-up execution. <laughs> Lucifer T. Powers. Get out of here. <laughs> 
wow, they're grilling the priest first for the opening act? <laughs> Talk about last rites. <laughs> so this dude gets killed. Yeah, he makes he... the threat of, like, I'm coming back for you. Well, the, fir- the first line in the movie, like, it's all this, like, tense, like, you know, the atmosphere of, like, about no to watch... No audio, by the way. I thought my DVD was broken. Ditto, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. I kept turning it up. <laughs> and it's just quiet. You know, you, you see everybody. You don't see the warm-up lady. And then you see the guy get strapped in, and the, to break the ice, he yells out, I didn't kill your sister, bitch! <laughs> Which is just like, oh. maybe, maybe leave off the last word. And yeah, then sure. More, more believable? <laughs> or more, you know, maybe you want to try and get empathy at the end there. Like, I'm innocent, you're killing an innocent man. When you, say, when you yell that word out, I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. Well, Fry no, <laughs> but here's the thing, though, because the, the warden gets the, you know, he picks up the phone, and he's like, uh... Any chance we're commuting this sentence or postponing? No, what's that? Nope. Why did I even bother calling? Okay. <laughs> and he hangs up and he's like, well, sorry, Diablo. This is, we're going through with this. Like, at that point, there's no amount of empathy that's going to help you for anything. I'm definitely telling people I'm coming for him from beyond the grave. Oh, for sure. It's, I mean, all bets are off at that point, dude. And like Eric pointed yeah. out, the eyes of Satan are upon us. <laughs> and you know, he and now Satan could do any number of things. He could make you almost a good guy, right? Yes. Isn't that what like, Johnny Blaze is or something? Yeah. Johnny Blaze, the crow. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. There's you, so many of them. Oh, you know what the move is? Don't even say I'm coming back. All you have to do to freak everybody out is be like, Time oh, yeah. is on my side. <laughs> yes, it is. And then you get electrocuted. Like, oh, fuck, that guy was a demon. And it's going to go inside. One of these days, yeah. the movie Fallen, right, everybody? Everyone's well, yeah, 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 of course. The, uh, the Rosenbergs said that when they were walking to the chair. <laughs> and that's where the lyric came from. It was Ethel's idea. Julian didn't want to do it, but she forced him into <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it's sort of just like the spying. <laughs> Or the uh, alleged. I think they were innocent. Did they try to shave, save, save their own hides and uh, blame one another? I don't know. That, I've that, never read uh, the testimonial. I think it's all doctored. It's all phony baloney. So, um... Uh, yes, it is! <laughs> Sorry. John Goodman loves that scene. Actually, though... <laughs> Man, he eats it up! He really does! That's a great, um... <laughs> That's a totally great thing to do if you're about to be ele- uh, like executed and you've got this, like... Audience, like, yeah. just yeah. ruin a pop song for somebody, <laughs> you know? Whenever it comes on the radio. The Baby, mood. you're a firework! And, that, and for that right. moment on, Katy Perry's <laughs> firework is ruined for everybody. You know, yeah. you know what I'm doing? I'm doubling down. I'm singing every Beatles song I know just to fucking ruin the catalog, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing uh, Miley Cyrus. Oh, nice. It's a party in the USA. <laughs> Yeah, that's a little more chilling. I, I, I give you, I, I'll edge you on being chilling in that regard. It's also a song that will never play on the radio again, probably. Right? Yeah, probably. It's got a less less of a half life as the Beatles. Muppet babies, you make our dreams come true. Oh, I'm changing mine. Down in Fraggle Rock. <laughs> it's like, wow, that guy was really demented. Save your worries for another day. <laughs> Down in Fraggle Rock. <laughs> Zap. So this dude's dead, or is he? Uh, and then, like, you know, the the one girl that he's calling a bitch and yelling at in the theater uh, is the sister, who later comes on to be, like, one of the characters in the movie. So then we meet Skip and Ronnie. Skip is our main character. They're both football players from, you know, 
something something university. You, Nobody's you really couldn't saying. tell from his performance. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> the camera does not love this guy. Which one? Either. <laughs> right. Well, Ronnie, I thought, was the dude who plays the bad boy in Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh. The guy who Freddie makes it look like he hung himself in the jail cell. Yeah. Is, oh, is that true? It's not, though. <laughs> okay. He looks it's a like, different guy. He looks like if you um, mixed equal parts uh, Mario Lopez, uh, Scott Wolf, Scott Bayo. Mm. Yeah, I see this coming together. That's what you right. got. And yeah. a little, little bit of scar tissue as well. <laughs> <laughs> so they're down at this, you know, whatever the name of this town is. I can't remember. Uh, um, yeah, is it? You I got saw, it? I saw it on uh, John Saxton's police car. At the end of the movie, right? This is yeah, a big surprise. Like Manatee Beach. Which, <laughs> See, by the way, best name for a beach town It's so ever. awesome. My wife caught it, too. She was like, you have fun watching your Manatee Beach movie? I was like, what are you talking about, Manatee Beach? Because she's from Florida. And I was like, I was at a real town. She was like. No, it's right. It's all over all the police stuff. <laughs> it makes sense, though, because like if you want to pack your town with hard and sexy bodies, mm, yep. call it Manatee Beach because no fat person <laughs> worth their salt. I'm not, go- I'm not right. going to Manatee Beach because like, look, look at the Manatee, Manatee Beach. Hey, Sadak, you must be right at home, huh? <laughs> exactly. Hey, look at the Manatee over there. I bet a sailor from the, f- from, from the turn of the century would want to have sex with it. <laughs> you guys hear about that? That's like the legend of the mermaids. Just, everyone was like, oh, yo, the mermaids, they're so beautiful. They exist. And apparently, a theory is all these sailors were getting all jazzed up over yeah. manatees because uh, weight was beautiful back then. Oh, okay. Wait, but they knew they were manatees, <laughs> well, right? Yeah, they There's just a bunch of gray ladies out there. <laughs> I don't know what they knew, man. I think they were all scurvied out and drunk. <laughs> oh, that could be. Well, that's what I'm saying. So they maybe thought it was a lady. Yeah. Uh, but it was a manatee. Yeah. Anyway. Either way, you can get in there. Sure. So Skip and Ronnie, uh, they pull into Manatee Beach. They come just from blowing the orange bowl is the idea. Well, Skip blew the orange bowl. Yeah. Ronnie just keeps reminding him about it every chance. Because I guess gets. he's the wide receiver and he's the uh, 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 Skip's quarterback. Skip's the quarterback. Skip's their quarterback who threw five interceptions. Yikes. Yeah, that's a bad orange bowl performance. <laughs> Uh, and it's like, you know, they check into this shitty hotel and like, it's, you know, it's your classic Ronnie's a dirtbag pussy hound kind of a thing. Yeah. Well, he's part of the Beaver Patrol. Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm sorry. That's he's a- the only fucking member of the Beaver Patrol. <laughs> really? That's not real? I thought they took down <laughs> Bin Laden. <laughs> no, you're thinking of uh, SEAL Team 6. <laughs> oh, okay. Often confused with the Beaver Patrol. <laughs> I guess it wouldn't make sense for the Beaver Patrol to leave U- U.S. waters that much. They don't, they don't have jurisdiction in, Pal- uh, in Pakistan. Here's the thing, though. Well, like, neither did Seal Team 6. Hamana, hamana. Take that, American history. Now, the thing that's awkward about Ronnie uh-huh. is that he Ronnie's like your asshole friend that you don't like hanging out with. Yeah. And, like, the whole time, he's, like, screaming shit like Beaver Patrol and this and that. And poor Skip is just like, okay, Ronnie, I'll fucking kill me. Two people do not a Beaver Patrol make. That's that's just, you know what? 
and I'm 32 years old, so I know that I'll never be part of a Beaver Patrol. Right. I'm glad. Oh, come on. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> you got plenty to live for. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm over the age of 30. I'm engaged, and I'm not an enormous asshole. So chances <laughs> are I'll never, make, I'll never make my stripes in the Beaver Patrol, but you need to roll four or five deep. You can't just be two dudes calling yourself a patrol. Right, you got, you well, got yeah, it. It doesn't have anything to do with beavers. It's any kind of patrol can't be two guys because that's the saddest shit I've ever seen. Especially so when you, one isn't even into it. So now you're just... One man is definitely not a patrol of any kind. So you've got to be a super credible threat. <laughs> yes, the idea. Exa- exactly. It's like, it's like in a Western when they round up a posse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you got to get like... Like six or seven dudes that will like do anything. Yeah, they have to be into it. Yeah, and Skip is not into it. Yeah. Skip would have rather just skip spring break altogether. I don't even know why he's here. Like, I have no they, idea. They go you know out why? to a bar Listen. and he's like, he's like, mm, oh, a beer, and now, oh, I'm, I'll just have a sip. A beer, but the sun isn't down yet. <laughs> I think Skip, I mean, look, he's not getting the deposit back on this shitty hotel. Oh, yeah, he was like, yeah, man, we're going to go to fucking, we're going to go to Miami after I win the Orange Bowl. It's going to be great. It'll be ladies and yep. my ties. And then he fucking blows oh, it. Oh, so that's why he's all bummed out. Yeah, I think that's what it is. But he's also, like, more mature and not a jerk, I well, guess. Well, because like this one. actor's, like, 34. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of, like, 50-year-old party dudes <laughs> in this movie. There's a lot of running gags. I mean, because, like, basically, like, it's Skip and Ronnie. There, there, there's not a really good thread here because it's not a very good movie. So, like, Skip and Ronnie, or Ro- Skip is your, your main character, and, like, he's woven throughout. But there's a lot of, like, spring break archetypes thrown around. Yeah. My favorite being the, the pickpocket, who never yes. gets his due. No, the pickpocket should have been murdered, and he does not. There's a guy that's going around just stealing, like, wallets from out of ladies' purses and dudes' and pants and that shit. Is, that guy is, a, like, a 50-year-old dressed like Bart Simpson. <laughs> yeah, he's been doing this a long he's time. He's got his, like, skateboard and his, like, bleach blonde hair, and he just looks like, oh, man. Like it looks like he got like dragged on the highway for a little bit. <laughs> this face has got miles on Speaking it. Speaking of which, coming up a little later in the movie, somebody gets dragged on the highway a little bit. <laughs> Ooh, maybe that's why I was thinking about it. Uh, so you know, we settle in with these two mimbos, and then we cut to like random hitchhiker, and then so this is our introduction to what this movie is, and this is the scene that I've held in my brain mm-hmm. for. I don't know, 20, 23 years. I didn't know what this movie was. I've said this before, and I'll just gloss over it now, but I saw this movie on USA Up All Night, hosted (laughs) by Gilbert, back in the day, like in a hotel room. And me and my little sister, we were on vacation, and the rest of our family was like down at the pool, and we're just like hanging out watching movies, or watching TV or whatnot. And this movie comes on, and it's like, so this motorcycle guy's electrocuting people. And that's the only memory I had for what this movie was. Until seriously, like, three years ago, a friend of ours in Chicago mentioned the movie, and I was like, is it this? And she was like, yeah, it's that movie. And I was like, fucking lifetime mystery finally solved. Because, yeah, those hotel movies you get, because A, it's, you know, especially then, it's pre- you hit info and you know what movie you're watching. This was just, we knew who Gilbert was. Yes. And we were like, oh, he's hosting a thing. This was also how I discovered Up All Night. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Gilbert Gottfried's doing it. Oh, he hosts a horror movie thing? Okay. And we watched like 
20 minutes of this. And did you ever think you'd be able to ask him about Up All Night? Because new listeners may not know, but we had a previous uh, conversation with Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah, I didn't. And actually, when we booked the Gilbert interview, I was like, I got to ask him about Up All Night. <laughs> it kind of changed my life. So anyway, this hitchhiker trying to get to Manatee Beach, I guess. It's the hot spot. Why go to Daytona when you can go to Manatee? <laughs> and... um so up comes this dude on a motorcycle. Uh, he's dressed all in black. He's kind of dressed like the Wraith a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. A little lot of bit like the Wraith, actually. Yeah. Is this pre or post Wraith? This is definitely post Wraith. Because this is 89. Like, yeah. I'm guessing off the top of my head, and this is often wrong. If you haven't listened to the show, you might notice I get years <laughs> wrong constantly. But I'm guessing 86 for the Wraith. Let me look it up. Um, so while Eric does a little internet research, so so up pulls this, you know, and this motorcycle enthusiast. This is 89. Never get on a never. I mean, eighty six. Yeah. yeah, we're post wraith. Hitchhiking is dangerous no matter what, but especially when the person you're hitchhiking from is eerily silent the whole time. Like, and you can't see their face. If, if if you get on, if you're like, hey man, are you going to Manatee Beach? And then like you just get a nod to come on the motorcycle. Like, yeah, I'll get the next one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you totally. got to say something. Uh so he kind of just picks her up. He starts driving very fast. She's screaming to get off. He goes to, like, a dead-end part of this highway, which I guess, <laughs> whatever. Uh, and just, like, something on this motorcycle electrocutes He's this got girl. these big red buttons. She's on the back. It's like a, it's a second seat. It's not like, uh, you know right. what I mean? Like, it's the hot seat. It's the hot seat. And, like, yeah, it just... This... He, he, this is like kind of his modus operandi that he tries to do a couple times in the movie. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It's a very complicated way to kill somebody. Sure, but the thing you're thinking is, well, this motorcyclist, um, he's got an electric chair on his motorcycle, much like the biker dude oh, was Di- electrocuted. Wait, Diablo? And so that's the thing. So then you're, you're supposed to start thinking like, oh, shit, man, the ghost of Diablo... He may have risen from the grave, right. and he's he's here to, I guess, mess with spring break for some reason. Yeah, biker Voorhees. Yeah, no, exactly. Jason he, with a suntan? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm working on my tan. Now I just can't. Now I'm just picturing him with his shirt off, which is making me picture of our conversation about who we'd have sex with, Jason or Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm, I'm, I'm on spring break right now. <laughs> he's all flustered. We also, uh, early on in the film, are introduced to, of course, screen legend, B-movie legend, John Saxon. God bless him. Uh, he's, you know, he's five years away from Nightmare on Elm Street at this point. Uh, and he's in this movie. He's playing a cop again. Uh, and so he, he is introduced as having a feud with these bikers. So, like, this biker gang, like, pulls up outside the bar. Skip and Ronnie sort of like get into it a little bit because they're trying to park where these dudes park. It's great because the, the when the new head of the bikers is like, hey, and you know, Jack, Sa- John Saxon's like, you gotta get out of here, kids. You hit the bricks, and he's like, hey, man, this is our hangout. Like, do you have like a permit? Like, this is our hang. <laughs> hey, this is our legally appointed hangout. No, Steve, this falls under um, a little word called turf. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, that's the problem. It's a common mm. law hangout, is yep. what you're saying? Yep. No there. permits required. It's just <laughs> turf. You're hanging outside of this bar that looks like a shitty pizzeria. And this is what turf wars are. Yes. Okay. So here All come right. Skip and Ronnie come in, and mm-hmm. the new leader of the demons... Uh, which is a fellow named Dog, 
D-A-W-G. Oh, nice. Uh, he wow. thinks there might be a little bit of a turf war here. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, could, I could see that. You know, someone's stepping on your turf a little bit. <laughs> well, John Saxon shoes all these guys away. So John Saxon's a wearing a uh, wig-holding hat yeah. most of this movie. I just got an idea for a better movie really quick. Um, bikers in Outer Space. Okay. And it's a turf war. And the movie's called Astro Turf. Ooh, Ooh, I like it. All right, now we can go back to the Nightmare Beach. Wait, <laughs> if that movie gets canceled, we could make a movie about uh, football being played on the moon, and that could also be oh, called AstroTurf. Yeah, <laughs> like the uh, longest like uh, yard, but like it's like your space big, measurements. Yeah, yeah. And you got to like slow jump because gravity's all fucked up. Oh, totally, dude. That's and awesome. how about this? Burt Reynolds is the team owner. I would love it. Or <laughs> as the cop in AstroTurf. <laughs> Burt Reynolds was born to play a space cop. That's a good point. Yeah. It's not um, too late either. What kind of uh, spaceship does this guy drive? <laughs> <laughs> it isn't too late. You're right. This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now. Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25, and for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time, and the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash W-H-M. Um, John Saxon's name in this movie is Stryker. Which I'm thinking about changing my name to Stryker. If I, if, if I had to go, uh-huh. you know, my, my last name, it's Polish. It's got a silent J in it. Nobody oh, it's, needs. A, it's a real mess. You know, Steve Stryker. There you go. It's pretty badass. It's but a little dynamic. Here's the yeah. test, though. I'm not tall enough to do it? <laughs> well, yeah. I hadn't thought of that. But, <laughs> but before any of that, this is how you get... Here's how I will allow you to do this. Uh-huh. How you spell in Stryker. Oh, Ooh. probably S-T-R-Y. Yep, you got it. You got it. You got it. You got nice. it. To preserve the Polak, you need the Y. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I got a wreck of a Polish name. I almost think we should like rock, paper, scissors for Stryker. No, or just, just both do it, and then it can be We Hate Movies with Andrew and the Stryker Brothers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I kind of yeah. like this. Oh, or you could get into professional wrestling and be the Stryker Brothers. <laughs> but we got to we gotta hold, hold, uh, pump, the, uh, pump the brakes a little bit. I don't want us to run into a beaver patrol or anything like that. <laughs> I mean, the thing is... Because that's starting to sound very... Yeah, I mean, know. the problem is neither of us could be married and live separately if we were the Stryker brothers. We'd have to live in a house with a bunk bed. Clubhouse. Yes. Clubhouse. 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 Bunk- I mean, it's cool. And there's pictures of sexy ladies <laughs> and we're drinking beers, but we definitely sleep in a bunk bed. Yeah. And we're, we, 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 we fetishize the police department and have <laughs> handcuffs and nightsticks, but it's but we totally like women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh totally. Absolutely. We go, uh, here we go. We go looking. <laughs> Speaking of pictures of ladies, uh, this is around the time we get the first of about four or seven uh, just boob montage in this in this movie. Because let's let's remember everybody, yeah. this is a movie that takes place on spring break, mm-hmm. and this is what happens on spring break. And it's another one of those like, man, this is just wholly unappealing for me. Yep. It's just like. We're just dancing in a large public beach Dude, venue. You this, know it smells. I'm sorry. Oh, you know it smells. Oh, everybody yeah. smells like shit. There's garbage everywhere. And this is coming from somebody who lives in New York City where everybody smells like shit and there's garbage everywhere. Every bathroom is wet and there's sand in place. Like, you're like, dude, we're a mile away from the beach. Yeah, well, How is the there sand, sand in, in this bathroom? Yep. Yeah. And also, you know, spring break, all the dumb 20-year-olds, they're, they're, they're throwing them at the bad beach. This is where, like, the sewer runoff is. This isn't <laughs> the prime real estate. <laughs> Telling you, man, Stryker Brothers take on spring break. I don't know. Uh, no, yeah. you don't take it on. You clean it up. <laughs> oh, no. We divide and conquer. <laughs> Stryker Brothers! <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, also, one of the uh, more obnoxious points of dialogue in this movie, there's not a lot of memorable dialogue in this movie, but before they go out for their first night of Beaver Patrol, uh, Ronnie... It's one guy, he's not a... He's he's barely... Uh He's like a... He's like an enthusiast at that point. You're not a patrolman. So, Ronnie, noted beaver enthusiast... (laughs) He's trying. No, no, no. To... Oh, he doesn't get it enough to be that. He's a hobbyist. <laughs> he's trying to convince uh, Skip that like it's still worthwhile to go out, and he's talking about like I guess they've been friends for years. Is uh-huh. the idea? Sure. He says like, "Hey, Skip, remember that time we <laughs> ate all the candy in our Easter baskets?" And I'm like, "Hey, Ronnie, could you do me a quick favor and shut the flying fuck up?" <laughs> what are you talking about? It's an even Easter basket. Even Skip is like, I've been friends with this guy for too fucking long, man. Like what? That's it's not even like a story. It's not like remember when we learned this lesson when we ate this? Is, hey man, remember those Easter baskets? Pretty crazy. 
Anyway, Beaver Patrol is on the hunt. Let's go. And there's so many weird... Are you going to wear your jacket tonight? I bought you this Beaver Patrol jacket. I, I, I got it sized for you. On the shoulders, the Easter Bunny, bro. <laughs> it's coming up. We're right around Easter. Oh, and on the back, it says, Mr. Kaczynski sucks. Remember our gym teacher in fourth grade, Mr. Kaczynski? And on the lower back, it says, wear damn eggs. <laughs> You know, you know, they're going to go look for the eggs. Yeah, yeah. I got it, Ronnie. I got it. Pow. Oh, man. You want to just sit here and talk about Excite Bike for a while? No, Ronnie, I don't. I know you like Excite Bike. Hey, Skip, do you remember the Nintendo Power Pad? God, I know. I know. You know, Ronnie. Uh, remember maybe... how your dad had one and, like, it never worked? Let's, you know, let's go to the bar. Let's go to a loud bar right now. The lo- <laughs> Which is the loudest one we can go to? That's what's really weird about this movie is that they like there's so many like you're thinking it's about this killer, but there's so many like side characters yeah. doing side things that have almost nothing to do with the plot. I right. mean, some of them are future murder victims. Well, sure. Yeah, well that's what I realized after it was over with. And I've seen this movie maybe like three or four times at this point. But what makes this different from like your average slasher movie is like there's no controlled group of friends. Yes. Right? Like you know, counselors in a Friday the 13th movie, like, that's just there, and right. that's what you deal with. This is, like, a town where hundreds of people are blowing in on vacation, and they're trying to focus on, like, these two idiots, but mainly just Skip, but then, like, this other girl who's a bartender, uh, whose sister got murdered, like, she comes back into the movie. But, like, they don't have a core group of dead meats, basically. Yes, so it's right. like, we have to make them characters in any way we can, so you've got the pickpocket who doesn't get it, you've got my most hated know, character trope, the fucking prankster. Yes, the this prankster. Joker. Why would you go all the way to Miami not to get laid? Like to, to not even not to get laid, but like to specifically turn everyone around you, man or woman, off. But that's the thing. That's what these people, these sick, twisted, oh. fucking practical joke douchebags. And let me tell you, <laughs> I hate practical jokes. <laughs> Wait, these you- fucking people. But do you hate impractical jokes? I hate all kinds of <laughs> jokes. Jokes. It's a joke. And that's the thing, right? Every time they get called out for being stupid, it's like, what? I'm just joking. These fucking subhuman uh, people. They wouldn't know a joke if it hit them in the face. Well, that's what it's. I mean, look. I turned I'm, into Jackie I'm, Mason for that one. I'm getting off on a rant here. But the point is, like, I hate practical jokes. Shelly in Friday the 13th Part 3 is yeah. another example. It's like you're being so obnoxious yeah. and you wonder why people hate your fucking guts yeah. it's like because dude just get a beer and shut up yeah you know george what? clooney <laughs> that's very true tom savini never did this by the way like tom savini went to parties talked about cool music drank beer and smoked a lot of reefer sure and that's that's what he did he didn't go oh no something stabbed me in the eye i'm bleeding yes. and everyone goes what exactly no. like well, we're introduced to this fucking yeah pervert. He's like laying yeah, I mean, face down in the pool. He's got like a chicken cutlet on his shoulder and he's pretending someone stabbed him to death and then it's like, oh, why does everybody hate me? Why don't I have a lady friend? I'm just joking. Man, I'm yeah. just joking. Oh, do I hate it. I, I hate it so much. I, you, you is, have, what? No, no, sorry. Let's just get through his pranks right now. Yeah. Let's just go through his <laughs> a pranks. slew of pranks. I like this idea. We'll go like the Entourage movie. We'll go thread by thread. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of goobers here, man. <laughs> so, my favorite prank of his is where he pretends to be a shark. He's like swimming in the ocean with a shark fin on. And what's great 
and this is what's great, not only about the Manatee Beach PD, uh, but the time we were in America where a cop could just respond to a shark at a beach and start opening fire with his revolver at it. Sure. When in doubt, blow it away. It would have been great if he killed this kid, but unfortunately he does not. Because he stands up and he goes, stop shooting. I was just joking. <laughs> yeah. And every, everybody in the town of Manatee Beach wants to see this dude tarred and feathered. So that's one. Uh, the pool gag, that's the first one. Uh, as people start dying, he dresses up and like does like blue face makeup to look like, like a corpse. And everyone, yeah. this guy's like, oh my god, there's another kill! There's another kill! Everyone runs. And he goes, guys, I was just joking! And it's like, why is everybody mad at me? I'm joking! Alright, Andrew, you have, you have to go on a bachelor party, which... I've been on a lot of bachelor parties. Some yeah. are good, some are, are very not. You know, you wind up... <laughs> But here's the thing. You have a choice. It's, it's like, it's like to choose your own adventure. <laughs> you have to go to a bachelor party wherein... Is people... it my bachelor party? No, no, no. It's, it's, right. it's like a friend of yours, but you're really roped into it. Okay. Uh, one of which you know the Beaver Patrol is going uh, to. That's page, turn to page 114 for that one. <laughs> the other of which you know that there's a practical joker that's just going to be on the loose. Page 122. Oh, man. Or, or, or actually, the third would be a space vampire. That would be page 199. Space vampires <laughs> was my favorite Choose Your Own Adventure. <laughs> of course it was. It was the best one. Uh, oh, fuck. You know what? I'm going out hunting with the Beaver Patrol. Because I can't. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, I'm not participating, but I'll put up with those fucking baboons yeah. over some dude that goes, oh, man, I think I got something in my eye and pokes a fucking coffee creamer with a fork and pretends his eyeball popped and he's just joking. <laughs> These fucking people yeah. with the practical jokes yeah, or like the them. impracticals, whichever one. Yeah. They're both useless they're both wastes of time. So, yes, Steve, I would drink with the Beaver Patrol for okay, you. I break would... bread with the Beaver Patrol? <laughs> oh, sure. And by break, break bread, it's probably eating at an Arby's. Oh, definitely. <laughs> okay. Uh, with that. After nobody got anywhere, it's like, oh, man, bitch is right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how every night of the Beaver Patrol ends, yeah. is them the really rightfully bit. not being talked to at all, and then blaming the ladies themselves. All over curly fries Ooh. at Arby's. Yikes. Yeah. You know the audacity of Arby's? I've been seeing these internet ads where Ooh. they're like talking about, oh man, putting corned beef and sauerkraut and Russian dressing on some rye bread. I guess somebody had to do it first. I'm like, you what? mean a fucking Reuben sandwich, <laughs> you idiots? It's you been around this? for 2,000 years. Have you seen this? No. It's a commercial. Uh, like, internet ads That's for Arby's. That's literally offensive. It's like, somebody had to do it first. I'm like, yeah. Delicatessens hundreds of years ago, you fucking morons. That is that is that is fucked up. I didn't know where you're going with that, but that's fucked up. We yeah. will save uh, the prankster's <laughs> death for the end because that does happen in the end of the movie. However, yeah, it really rubs me the wrong way. Can we talk about another side story? Oh yeah, please. Uh, the world's worst prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> She's just lining up some sugar daddies. Well, I don't understand. Here's the thing: like the world's worst prostitute. Here's the thing: she's here's, pretty successful. She, no, to she, her credit, she is, but she's very lucky in that. Like, because her thing is, she doesn't let anyone know that she's a sex worker. She's like, she's, she's not like, hey man, fifty bucks for this, a hundred bucks for that, two hundred dollars well, for whatever. Is, you wanted to have her name tag on. No, no exactly. but, this is what you do, man. You gotta come up with a sob story. She, yeah, her so, thing, so <laughs> that the sex is even more depressing. Well, that's the thing. A, you're putting me, her thing is she'll go up to people and she'll be like, uh, usually like older dudes that are gross, and she'll be like, hey man. 
oh, do you have a quarter because I need to call my parents because I flunked out of med school and right. the tuition was too much and da 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 and whatever you could do. And then, like, one thing leads to another. They go up to her gross hotel room and, like, it's always the shot of, like, well, uh, that's interesting that you, uh, you know, the circus isn't hiring. And they'll go in and then, like, they'll, they'll do, like, a bewitched flip and then they'll go out. <laughs> yeah. And, They've been serviced. And they'll be, well, thank you. That was wonderful. And I hope this $100 help, or, or an, a non-determined amount of money. Here's the thing. That happens to me. I'm like, oh, I got 20 bucks, man. Like, that was cool. <laughs> but that's why. There's Steve, I'm so glad that you brought this character. I think because she, it she raises. Pass over you, first of all. <laughs> well, yeah. She, she, knows, she can see when a man might have some money. Although, I don't know about that 600-pounder gentleman that thinks she's a masseuse. <laughs> yeah. But this is. That this was is, a weird one. You guys are bringing up the biggest question I have with this movie. Please. Right? Because, <clears throat> you know, she's like. They're coming out like folding checks and yeah. being like, here's to next semester at med school, exactly. sweetheart, and whatever yeah. else, right? What kind of high rollers are spring breaking, you know, at Manatee Beach? Who are these people? How are these dudes like, you know, if, if this dude can, let's say, drop like $1,000 on a night with his woman, right? Yeah. Why is he not like, oh... Why would we go to your grody manatee beach motel you're staying Let's at? Let's go to my whatever. Well, I guess you're married at that point. Right. Well, or, but I'm saying, like, if this if this dude can drop a grand on an, an evening with a lady, why not throw in a couple more bucks and get a nicer hotel? We only know about this character because she's staying at the same dump motel as our protagonist. They're, like, look, across the hall neighbors. The, the one thing I will say about checks, um, you're assuming it's $1,000, but it's 1989. You could really write a check for $41. In 1989, yeah. you know what I mean. You could just, you write a personal check this is to a, someone for. By the way, fucking with my checkbook with Steve saying. <laughs> Steve Stryker, excuse me. <laughs> oh, but no, yes, what of I'm, course. But the first guy that comes out, and you're right, they all get progressively older and grosser as the movie goes. Until we on. get to the masseuse guy, who's this like 600 pound guy? Who's like. I got back problems. That guy looks like, uh, rest in peace, Bam Margera's pervert uncle. Oh, right. Uh, Don Vito. Did he die in prison? No, he died outside of prison, but he's dead. Okay, that's He's good. in so the ground. he exploded or something? <laughs> no, I think he just kind of died of some fat guy thing. I don't know. <laughs> he's dead, but he looks like that guy. But the first guy, though, he definitely says, like, this should get you through next semester of med school. And so he, you're talking $41. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, college was cheaper back then. It wasn't forty one dollars cheap. People, you know, you know, you, you talk to these baby boomers out there, and they're like, "I did three shifts at Arby's, and I was able to pay for college." I don't know what you millennials are doing. <laughs> also, Arby's invented the fucking Reuben sandwich. Try to work for three days, and you can pay for college, but you don't want to work. <laughs> All I'm saying is, I need a price. Get a pr- job. A price card needs to be discussed up front. Yeah. What's for what and where's for where. <laughs> yeah. Well, to this movie's credit, we don't have to see any of those scenes. So the negotiations. So, so you would approach this woman and say, <laughs> can I see the menu? <laughs> Excuse me, do you, have a, do you have a menu of any kind? Just something I could look at with like rates and options. <laughs> I mean, I might be Steve Stryker, but I have my limits. <laughs> I don't want to get overcharged. The Stryker <laughs> brothers haven't won the belt yet, so the money's not really coming in. <laughs> um, but that happens a couple of times. Uh, 
also uh, t- uh, married to this plot line is the is the pervert. Yes. Oh Thank man. Thank you. I love this guy. This guy kind of looks like if every member, all four members of We Hate Movies combined. <laughs> Yeah. I think I'm calling it the creepularity. Well, that's that's kind of like the, our Captain Planet. When all of our rings go up, this guy get emerges. <laughs> this living nightmare, man. Which is fitting because I said out loud while watching it last night, this guy wishes he looked like Clint Howard. <laughs> yeah, he kind of does. <laughs> Something he's got like a uh, he's got he's like got a, a lazy, sweet mustache. He's got a sweet mustache. He's bald. He's portly. He's a little taller than Clint Howard. Yes, uh, that's true. And he's got an eye that's going every which way but loose. <laughs> <laughs> so all the better for peeping. So well, like, his his favorite movie is clearly Psycho because he's a motel uh, mm-hmm. entrepreneur mm-hmm. who's got a peephole in a fucking laundry closet where he's spying on this prostitute unfortunately he does not take it to killing women in the shower no that's that's uh, that's the job of the killer in this i guess movie. he's kind of a red herring in the earlier part of I the movie yeah if it was a better made movie it might, <laughs> he might have been yeah i, guess I was gonna like... say the same thing the movie didn't really think to carry that through they could have it's right there yeah. bright as day to anyone the with movie, half a brain it kind of just says hey diablo's back from the dead for the whole thing it wants well, you to believe that i think there's a little bit of red herring going on with john saxon towards the middle to the end that's true crooked yeah. cop crooked cop. so basically um <laughs> but this pervert um i think she's like the third person to get killed like it's after the masseuse guy goes out um the pervert like every time the pervert goes in to, into the broom closet or whatever right. to watch he's getting a peep in and i guess unfortunately this guy couldn't bring his electrical equipment into the broom closet so he has to choke him with piano wire well that's the thing the killer sort of goes against his mo a couple times in this mm-hmm. movie and it's when he's deciding to do these indoor killings <laughs> but yeah. in, honestly it, it does make sense once the killer is revealed i think it kind you're of totally right yeah. you're totally right and well you know what We'll leave the reveal to the end, much like a Scooby-Doo episode. But so, yeah, this motel clerk gets garroted. And, like, the lady looks and sees an eyeball, like, in the hole, which it's kind of weird because, like, when you look at what she's looking at, it's a huge hole in the wall. And she's like, say, that hole didn't have an eye in it before. (laughs) Wait, did it have something else in it, if you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Oh, Lord, no, it's definitely not a glory hole. It's spring break. (laughs) So she, by the way, in this, in, we can talk about her outfit for two seconds, her death outfit, which is a, a large pink and blue Garfield like house shirt with an Aries symbol on it. And I, I was love like, it. And I was like, oh, fuck, because that's the, the girl from Troll 2 wears almost the same shirt. Really? But apparently there was a series of Garfield t-shirts in the 80s that I remember Zodiac these. symbols yes. as well as Garfield. Wow, that you were bound to attract killers if you're combining the Zodiac <laughs> and Garfield. Well, but, I think that they were they were thrilled that the Zodiac was like they were like, oh, it's over with now. We can reclaim it. I think I think if if Steve Steve Stryker approached this woman, <laughs> could you wear the Garfield shirt? <laughs> How much for the Garfield shirt? Well, it, it turns out there's two things that Garfield put, really loves. Put it on, put it on. He loves lasagna and he loves astrology. The best Garfield performances was always when Saturn was in retrograde. <laughs> or Mercury, or however that horseshit works. Yeah, or whatever that bull hockey is. <laughs> so she finds the dude is dead, and she runs to the elevator. And in the elevator, thankfully, there's power lines where this guy kind of just zaps her head. 
And no, this is the one where it's in the mouth. Oh, yeah, that's uncomfortable. It's like electrical wires like in your mouth. And this movie, speaking of Tom Savini, I mean, listen, it, the whole thing is Umberto Lenzi tried to deny that he like directed this movie and it was actually this other guy. But like this movie has the gore effect style of Italian like extreme yes, horror yeah. stuff. Like this girl just melts basically it's like she looked in the ark of the covenant her whole fucking skeleton is shown by what, the end of this, is this i feel is this the one with the furnace or am i getting ahead of myself no the, the furnace is a little later oh the furnace later. is later but this but it's like that's <clears throat> a, that's a real that's an ark of the covenant my friend yeah that's a real brutality <laughs> so um the next person to die is our buddy ronnie um, oh thank god and you're you're just praying for ronnie's death for minute one anyway r.i.p beaver patrol unfortunately uh th- th- he took they fought valiantly <laughs> Yeah. Died. They, they died with their boots on. <laughs> he died doing what he loved, sexually harassing women. <laughs> he so, did. He did. No, he does. Um, one of the f- my favorite parts is so like at at the bar, Skip and who will become his girlfriend later in the movie is this bartender who like is um she, she's had it. She's kind of I, I think she should probably stop living in this town in general. Oh right. yeah, now, yeah. She's a local. Is Diablo killed her sister? Correct. Supposedly. Supposedly Correct. yes. And um, uh, one of the things uh, he ca- he catches her eye because like this girl who's actually the reverend's daughter comes up to him and it looks like he's about to get killed. Actually, she's like, <laughs> "Hey man, you want to go out in the alley and have a good time?" And I'm like, "You gonna? Is there like three guys out there that are gonna beat this shit out of me?" Right. That's my. Fr- that's where I go when I hear that. Yeah. Uh, so so Ronnie goes out in the alley with this girl. It's this girl is not the reverend's. Uh, daughter, though. What? This is the, a no, biker she... chick. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, well he's talking the about... The reverend's daughter harasses uh, Skip. Skip yes. Exactly, but Ronnie is 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 lured out by right, the biker He's actually just walking the boardwalk drunk at, at, at this point in the movie, and he's like going up to everyone, like, hey, you want to see something? Like, Yeah, and you know what, Ronnie? <laughs> I think it's about 8.45 p.m. I'm inventing chair roulette. <laughs> What if there was a thing where you could like look into a TV and someone's just showing you their shit? That's like a million dollar idea. What? There's too many of us doing it. <laughs> oh man, the numbers are all messed up. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, so the he Some goes, nerd in the back is like, oh no, our pervert model has failed. We didn't account for the amount of gross people. My God, look <laughs> at those numbers. My God, it's full of dicks. <laughs> Bravo. I'm afraid I can't let you jerk off. Dave. (laughs) So Ronnie goes into the alley with this lady friend, and we know her to be part of the demons. Uh huh. And so here comes the rest of the demons. Uh, and they kick the shit out of him, dog included, because this is Dog's Lady, by the way. Yeah, and I was pretty thrilled about this. Oh, sure. The day of the dog has come. Oh, it's, the oh, it's so cathartic, man! Just watching this dude get his ass handed to him. You know, I'm kind of wishing this movie was about the motorcycle gang. Yeah. Well, because here's the thing. Either you have a movie with a motorcycle gang. <laughs> yeah. Or you have a movie about spring break. Yep. And nary the two should ever meet. No. Uh, it's just, it's really awkward. And it's ruining spring break for well, everybody else that I there's a biker like, gang. It, this Italian's like, what are the two major forces of Americana? <laughs> spring break and biker gangs. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, Umberto wasn't wrong. 
So he gets the shit kicked out of him. Uh, the woman steals his medal. Uh, he's got this, like, I guess, whatever. It's like a football medal. Is it a medal that you get if you lose the orange bowl, but <laughs> yeah. it's like a participatory? I think like... that's why it's like silver. Yeah. <laughs> it's like second place. I think I it's s- actually pewter, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. I pewter medaled at the orange bowl. But that's how college sports is. You know, it's like, you're still winners. <laughs> No, none of those college athletes are winners, and that's the problem with it. You're right. Um, no, so uh, the greatest thing, and this is, it's kind of, I love in a movie, or in real life, I've seen it happen a couple times in real life, not as much as I'd like, and not really to anyone I've ever known. Wait, a, a, a biker murdering people? No, 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 before the murder. Uh Someone getting, like, a drink poured on them. Oh, yeah. And this mm-hmm. chick takes this bottle of, like, wild turkey or old granddad or whatever it is and just starts <laughs> dumping it on this guy. He's, he's been beating to shit. Yeah. And she it's not like a fuck you, pour, and then I'm out of here. She's letting this bottle empty out on this guy. Bravo, lady. Bravo. We've all... And I'm, gonna, I'm just giving her a standing ovation in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Beaver Patrol. You, you. I mean, that's the thing. Is like this is not a sympathetic character. No, not at all. No. And, th- and then, like, he wakes up and uh, the killer is there, and he's like, "Hey, biker, you think you're hot shit? <laughs> you want to fight? You want to fight?" And the biker is like, "All right, come on, got to get him closer to the bike. Got to get him closer to the bike." Oh, why'd I do it this way? All right, come on, pal, come closer <laughs> to the bike. Him. He nurses him back to hell for twelve months <laughs> and then amongst, him. amongst the dunes. <laughs> Just so you can sit on the back of my bike and I can kill you proper. Oh, oh, don't don't come after me too fast. You've been unconscious for a long time. You've only had milk and water in your body. Have some bread first. <laughs> I'd love it if he was blind, so it's like Frankenstein, yeah. when that blind man <laughs> takes the monster into his cabin. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. So he grabs his hand and makes him touch the part of the bike that electrocutes him. He electrocutes him. And, and R.I.P.D. Ronnie. R.I.P.D. Any possibility of the Beaver Patrol right. having any now, success on li- spring break. Lights up like a Roman candle. And um, John Saxon is the chief, and uh, Michael Parks is the the uh, like doctor. Coroner. The coroner. <laughs> coroner slash medical doc. examiner, yeah. probably. And then there's a mayor involved, and now we're in Jaws country. Oh, big time. This guy's, this guy's aping Murray Hamilton like nobody's business. I, I, don't, I don't understand this. Like, the, thing about, the good thing about spring break is it's only a week. And everyone's here anyway, so he's like, oh, no, if, if the word about the murders gets out, spring break's going to be ruined. I'm like, didn't you already make your money on spring break? It's also, it, I mean, it's such horse shit, like, specious reasoning anyway. Like, you well, tell a like bunch sh- of kids, like, oh, hey, 30,000 kids, uh, some guy from the Beaver Patrol got murdered. No one's going anywhere. No, no one's spring cares. spring break is safer. This killer's <laughs> doing the Lord's work. But it's exactly. like in Jaws with the shark. They don't want to tell the populace because it would ruin Shark Week. Well, he's concerned <laughs> Murray Hamilton is specifically concerned about the fourth of July. But also right. that's like a whole season. Yeah. As Steve said, this is literally like a week and then all these fucking horny pigs are out of here yeah, anyway. You've already got the hotel reservations. Right. You can't break those. You can make that true. money. That's you know true. What I mean? And then it goes, oh, back, it goes back to Sewage Beach anyway. <laughs> all right, take all the manatee signs down. Put sewage back up. <laughs> Let her rip. But the weird thing is, so like in Jaws, they don't hide murder. They're just like, oh, fuck, it's going to get out. It's going to suck. Here, like John Saxon is burying these dudes outside of town limits in a, it's kind of weird in like a salt mine dude or something. i thought it was a salt mine it is it like a thing it's, a, I, it's extra sand well i had to ask my wife this i was like okay. you're from florida honey um 
Is this where they keep the beach sand? <laughs> Slash like, corpses? Are they like, are they trucking in a bunch of sand to the, like, it's just a field full of sand. Yeah. It makes no sense. It's did really she, weird. Wait, did she confirm it made no sense? Yeah, she was like, my husband's an idiot, but this <laughs> makes no sense. So the weird thing is, like, they're having these conversations, you know, your, your standard Jaws-esque conversations, like, we got, and, like, Michael Parks is the one guy's, like, look, what do we, how are we going to hide these murders? Like, it's not right, blah, blah, blah. And they have this weird, like, dropped line, which is actually, like, an interesting character note. Where, where like, the mayor puts him in his place? Yeah, where the mayor is like, oh, yeah, shut up. We own you, you you crooked medical examiner, because we won't tell anybody about those pills you give all your pretty boys. And it's just, like, Michael Parks just looks like, well, all right. And then, like, John Saxon's like, I'm not listening. I'm not <laughs> listening. And like that's the end of that. I kind of want this to be Michael Parks' movie. Yeah. Well, because like, he's the only fucking legitimate actor in this right. movie. No, John, hey, John Saxon. Well, okay, yeah. Like, yeah, he's that's being, the two. Andrew, I'm not a legitimate actor. <laughs> Get out of here, John Saxon. I pay you to clean my toilet, not guest on my podcast. You know, all I need is two more toilet cleanings. I can afford a good wig, and you'll see me at the Oscars next year. <laughs> Speaking of which, you got any staples or what? Uh, wait, he's got to get that clog fixed first. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Hey, wait a second. Serious question. In all <laughs> serious question of We Hate Movies. In all the years uh-huh. that he's been active in the thespian community. Mm-hmm. Has John Saxon ever attended the Academy Awards? Ooh, probably Ooh. not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaning on ooh, probably not yeah. also. He might have been Joe Don Baker's date one year. <laughs> no, it, you know what he was doing? He was cold calling Charlotte Rampling this year. <laughs> hey, we're kind of in the same age bracket. I'll pick you up at seven. <laughs> Remember She's me, like, baby. Hey, yeah. you're kind of racist. I'm kind of racist. <laughs> I hate what happened to Hollywood. <laughs> That's his opening line. <laughs> Johnny Sachs, want to be my date to the 1979 Academy Awards? <laughs> no, I don't want to go that bad, Baker. Can you believe that Marlon Brando got that native to accept? <laughs> what a... I'm not going to even say it. <laughs> John Saxon and Joe Don Baker's slightly racist Oscar phone calls. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want those tapes. <laughs> that was what, before live tweeting, it was Joe Don Baker and John Saxon on the phone to each other for the entire Oscar Just ceremony. Just bitching about the ceremony. Ah, <laughs> oh, not her again. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm going to get there next year. I got a movie coming out called Joysticks. <laughs> That'll get me there. Yeah, did you uh, cast the role of idiot yet? (laughs) Ordinary people. Joe Don, does anyone watch these movies? (laughs) I was in a Bruce Lee movie once. (laughs) Once. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh, mercy. But, yeah, uh, that, that, that whole thing gets dropped, and Michael Parks is, like, drinking a bunch. At a certain point, uh, Skip, like... Uh, threatens Michael Parks, finds out what's going on, he, he and Michael Parks tells him where all the bodies are buried. So he goes out there, and here's the thing, uh, a Commissioner Stryker, whatever your name is, sure. you're now in a murder conspiracy. And the way murder conspiracies work is yeah. anybody who finds out about them have to be murdered. 
Yep. So he goes out there. He digs up his friend. He's like, oh, Ronnie, what'd they do to you, man? Dude, this is one of the worst bits of acting you'll ever see. It's all just this guy like, oh, Ronnie, man, I'm sorry, man. You know what? The Beaver Patrol was a great idea, man. I just can't believe you're dead. Oh, and I lost the orange ball. And, you know, I'm going to carry on the legacy of the Beaver Patrol. <laughs> Remember that time we ate all the candy in our Easter baskets? <laughs> and I'm just looking at my watch like this is the fucking worst delivered monologue you've ever heard. And he's like, hey, kid, when you're done trying to act, there's a scene about to start <laughs> Saxon style. He's right behind him with the squad car and he's got a shovel. And I really thought this was going to, hey, kid, dig your own grave. Oh, yeah. Which I would have loved. Sure. John, I love that in a movie. But he, yeah. he gives him, he's like, all right, kid. You didn't see nothing, or else I'm going to kill you. Now go back to society. I'm sorry. It's one of the <laughs> greatest John Saxon deliveries ever. He goes, you're going to get in your car, and you're going to drive north till you see snow. <laughs> That's pretty good. And I was like, whoa, badass. <laughs> oh, you mean go, drive north till you hit the FBI, who's about <laughs> to come and destroy like you you can't yeah, let this kid walk on, out of here kid you're naive states rights <laughs> listen who knew that the plot of nightmare beach was going all the way to the top <laughs> it's pretty impressive yeah. so now we know saxon's in on it he talks to uh his girlfriend there. They, the- they wake up the president yeah. <laughs> yeah they pick up the red phone they're like you gotta get down to fucking manatee beach florida uh no I don't. Oh no, this is bo- this is this is, G- this is I, George H W here. Right, but I, they probably made it in eighty seven. Oh, but okay. Maybe yeah. it was a transitional. Maybe that's why the feds don't get involved. Ron, I think uh, I think I'll still leave this one up to you. <laughs> don't need this on my record. Don't need to deal with Manatee Beach, Ron. <laughs> don't need to do it. Not gonna go down to Manatee. I'm not, not gonna, gonna do it. I'm not gonna regulate the crooked sheriffs. The crooked sheriffs want to bury people across state lines. I'm not gonna regulate that. Well, I mean, it's low crime if they don't exist. <laughs> you know, it's weird down there, George. They got a whole parking lot full of sand. I thought the sand went on the beach, George. <laughs> Why don't you get to the bottom of that? Oh no, my my. <laughs> The kid that was killed down there was part of my son's alma mater, the Beaver Patrol. <laughs> hey, Poppy, you, you see my friend from the Beaver Patrol got murdered? <laughs> you gotta do something. They were the rival to the Skull and Bones. <laughs> Very proud of the heritage of Beaver Patrol. Got a patch on one of my jackets. It's a beaver with sunglasses on bar. Because he's a beaver, but he's on patrol bar. He's looking out, bar. Did, is that where he found bar? Yeah. <laughs> one last night, boys. <laughs> one more. <laughs> called back for one last beaver patrol. <laughs> back it's, in the saddle bar. No, no, he did a goodwill hunting. His buddy from the beaver patrol went to pick him up one night. And there was a letter that just said, gotta go see about a girl. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was him driving up to Harvard with Miss Misery playing. <laughs> Ronald Reagan's like, how do you like them apples? Mommy? What is this? Piece? Mommy, I hate apples. 
that George H.W. is a real <laughs> genius, and he's wasting his potential with that beaver patrol. You went Ventura hard <laughs> on yeah, that one. Same deal. <laughs> so what's going on in this movie? So John Saxon's not making him dig his own grave. So he lets him go, and uh, he... Oh, rec- right, drive north till he sees snow. He recruits um, the girl whose name escapes me. Yeah. Uh, he recruits uh, the lady whose, whose sister was killed um, to help him... Uh, put Mar- John Saxon behind bars because he's now he's convinced John Saxon is the guy doing the killing. Yeah, right. they're like super, super convinced. And so they break into his trailer. I kind of like his house, man. What? Yeah. Listen, if my life, God forbid, ever falls apart. Oh, if you're on the skids, this I, is a pretty good skids apartment. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Uh, I wasn't paying attention last night and I kind of like was looking down at my computer and then I looked up and I'm like, Whose trailer are they in, and why? <laughs> well, they're, they're just trying to find evidence on. For well, Johnson. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but just you know, it's it's, it's 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 Daphne and uh, you know Fred looking for <laughs> clues. If we're talking about beachside trailers that cops live in, I'm taking Riggs from *Lethal Weapon*. Oh, he's got yeah, the best one. Nice. Mel Gibson's got the best one. Although they both do have what a German Shepherd of some <laughs> they sort. Do, yeah, they do. And John <laughs> Saxton gets maced in the face. This yeah. dog gets maced. It's kind of. It's one of your. It's your classic uh, like dog. Like it's just water, but the dog kind of hates it anyway. Like you know what I mean? It's right. obviously it's supposed to be maced, but the dog's like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh shit. Yeah. Oh, and then so oh, the lady's name is Gail, by the way. Gail. And, and so like Skip's just like. By the way, we invite you to the wedding of Skip and Gail. Can you see those <laughs> invitations? Uh, so, like, he's just like, uh, what the fuck was that? And she goes, oh, it's pepper spray. I got it. You know, after my sister was murdered, that shuts Skip right up. Yeah, that's, that's going to win a lot of arguments for a lot of years. <laughs> they, go, they go into his house and, and, like, John Saxon has, like, a wall of shotguns. There's a wall yeah. of shotguns. Uh-huh. There's a a pile of photographs on the table, all of dead girls. And yeah. uh, keep in mind that both Steve and Andrew said they'd like to live here. <laughs> well, no, no. Here's the thing. Shotguns could probably stay. What? But the dead girl stuff and the weird bondage paraphernalia he has in his house, yeah. that can go. But uh, he's got a really sweet like tube television entertainment center. That's pretty badass. It's a couple a lot of, of leather nice... couches. Yeah. See, opposite for me, I'd say take the guns, leave the girls. <laughs> I don't need the guns, but you know exactly what this trailer is, right? It kind of smells like cigarettes. Yeah, there's oh, a yeah. there's a lot of like half drank whiskey bottles. Cap off. Mm-hmm. The the most complicated meal made in this house was scrambled eggs. Like that's <laughs> that's where we're living right now. And that shag carpeting is sterilized from all the times he stumbled to bed holding a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's, not, that's the other thing though. You can't. That's why I said I, it smells kind of like cigarettes because he had to stop smoking in there because if you're dropping ash, yeah, it's just it's gonna go up. He would go up in flames with all the alcohol spilled. So the the girl rips up a picture of her sister. She has a little freak out. She's like, I can't believe it's at my daughter in there. And then like John Saxon comes and finds finds his uh, dog outside. His Ruffles, what are you doing out here? He's like, but he actually is like looking at him, looking for an answer. He's like, I'm not leaving till I hear an answer, Ruffles. Oh, something bad must have happened. He's not talking to me anymore. <laughs> now it's my movie, and I communicate with animals. 
I'm man. like Aquaman, but with dogs. That's Dude, why I they... need a John Saxon movie where he's just talking with dogs. That's why H.W. stationed me at Manatee Beach <laughs> to communicate with the manatees. Now, Mr. Saxon, we need you to get down there. Got to start seeing what those dogs know. Got to find this killer, John. Got to oh. sniff him out. What better way to sniff something out than with a pooch nose? I need you sober, John. <laughs> Dogs don't like talking to drunk people. I'll be a doolittle, all right? <laughs> oh, classic mistake, Mommy. The new guy assigns Saxon to do some detective work. He'll learn the hard way, Mommy. Mommy? I asked him to, bre- to infiltrate that karate studio. That didn't work out well. That's <laughs> so probably pretty him. Whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, so, whatever. Um... At the end of this movie, which is kind of where we're going anyway, sure. Um, the the biker gang decides to break out uh, a dog because he he gets arrested. John Saxon's just like, I'm just gonna arrest you with no evidence, baby. I own this town. Yeah, poor dog is the fall guy, and it's not John oh, okay. Saxon's dog. It's D A W G dog. <laughs> Thank you. For a second, I was confused. I was like, I never Wait. arrest my own dog, dumbass. He told me he didn't do it. I listen, I believe my pooch. How could he do it if he's teaching a class at the community college? Oh Idiot. man. The Manatee Beach Community College. Look out for a flock of losers there. I see you're grading papers, dog. <laughs> I guess uh wait, Bach, Bach, I guess these guys get bees. Wolf. Oh, that buddy got an F. Here's a question I have about the Manatee Police uh, Force, sure, Manatee please. Beach Police Force. Is John Saxon the only active member of the squad? There's a well. We're gonna get there because there's a couple of losers that are <laughs> underneath him that like are so inept and gleefully so. One of which is the guy that fires on the shark. Oh. You see him oh. a couple of times. And one guy's answering the phone, being like, oh, "We don't have the manpower for that. I guess that crime just happened." Bye. <laughs> yeah, he does do that. <laughs> Click. Uh, uh, before this happens, um, Michael Parks kills himself in. It's a real, like... It's a glorious cinema suicide. So he calls up the mayor, and it's like John Saxon and the mayor after somebody gets killed. And it's, it's it's out now. Like I think uh, the guy... Uh, uh, the killer kills somebody at a furnace and burns her head off, which is yes. kind of awesome. Oh, yeah. And dumps her body in front of City Hall. Like, kind of like, you got to deal with this? Yes. Um. So now it's out. And Is like, that the one... Sorry to interrupt, but no, is that the one where... Um, Someone goes, oh, no, there's been another murder. And then there's like a stampede of people. It's a spring break stampede. Yes. Like everyone just starts running. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, through the town. I don't even know where they're going. And no, again, nobody's leaving. They're still attending concerts, yeah. going to the bar. I think they're, go- yeah, they're running the liquor store. <laughs> yeah, I would be. Just start a spring break riot. Sure. So Michael Parks calls uh, uh, the mayor and he's like, hey, you ruined my life. You, you, you know, I, I'll never work in this town again. And he's like, ah, shut up. And he's like, oh, yeah. And like, take. Puts a gun in his mouth and blows his brains out over the phone. Yep. Which is kind of like too lazy to kill you. Walk over to the mayor's office and kill yourself. <laughs> a little bit, right? Phoned in that suicide. Well, no. And here's here's the other part about it is uh, he's being a little bit of a jerk. Because, listen, you're not like, uh, you know. He does say, listen to this. Well, but, you know, you, one, you're lazy and you're not going over to the mayor's office to do the deed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're also, like, not going on live TV and doing yeah, it, yeah, right? Yeah. Like. There's no proof that he actually committed suicide. Like, the mayor then has to be like, 
Send someone over to Michael Parks' place, please. I'm pretty sure he killed himself, but I couldn't fucking see anything. So it's like a radio play at that point. Sure. So it's a su- shadow. Are you suggesting people Bud Dwyer? <laughs> That's, all I'm That's what you're concerned about. <laughs> is 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 they didn't find the body fast enough? Get that shit cleaned up. Yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. So at the <laughs> end, so um, they're like, the, the bikers like, oh man, I can't believe they took dog. We run this town because there's like three policemen and thirty of us. So they go into the police uh, office, and yeah, it, it's the night of some big concert. And he's like. Well, sorry, everyone's doing all sorts of crowd control. I guess we can't solve that crime, click. This band, by the way, that you see up on stage for this before, it's like, there's been another murder! Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. band that's playing like it's that a night. Cold Sliver. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bunch of dipshits on a stage, is what it is. I mean, it's so, it's amazing. I love this band. It's yeah. like so beautifully 1980s nonsense. Why can't we get the Gleaming Spires, man? Oh, yeah. What were they up to, huh? It's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to communicate with a dog. (laughs) Unsuccessfully, unlike sex. So the... It's the easiest prison break in history. They kind of just go in there and, like, put put a a chain around this dude's neck, and he's like, oh, bye. Like... (laughs) It's weird. The fact that they successfully take over a police station is pretty impressive. It's a feather in the cap of the demons. <laughs> yeah, no, this is something future generations of demons will be talking about for years to come. And I was like, you know, that, why wasn't I watching the demons the whole time? They get shit done. Exactly. Um, they do. They, they break out Dog, and Dog steals a gun, and he's like, oh, we're not done tonight. Not by damn sight, and runs away. <laughs> Uh, at this point, uh, the prankster is murdered. That's what breaks up the concert pretty big. But here's my problem with that, okay, is that I hate this character. Sure. I hate his dirty, rotten, practical Wait, joker guts. Oh, that one. I, I thought you, uh, yeah. There's so many to hate. Yeah. You can just hate them all. Um, no, I hate this guy. And off-screen murder. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that hard. Right. And it's all because, like... They're trying to do like a boy who cried wolf situation. Like he's pretended yes. that he's dead so many times. Mm-hmm. So the cop comes up and this dude's like hanging from something. And the cop's like, oh, don't worry, kids. It's just that stupid prankster everybody hates. And he pushes him and this body just falls on the floor. <laughs> and they're like, everyone goes apeshit. And this cop gets on the radio and he's like, we've lost control entirely. And it's like, dude, <laughs> this is the reason Manatee Beach PD sucks. Right. And this is when John Saxon like gets all the the, the birds in the sky and the oh, chipmunks yeah. and the, the fishes to come out of the water <laughs> to save the town oh, from man. the bikers. Dude, Better it's like the ending. End, it's yeah. the end of Ace Ventura 2. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Friends, quadrupeds, lend me your ears. I wish. Um, no, but actually, um, Skip enacts a really shitty plan where he goes up to Gail and he's like, all right, Gail, we know he li-, like at one point he follows her on her motorcycle. He's like, we know he's going to be looking for you on your motorcycle. What you do is get on that motorcycle. You draw his attention. And keep in touch. <laughs> like, he's, like, he's like, if I'm there, he won't do it. So you just keep in touch. And I'm like, well, there's no cell phones. But apparently they have these enormous walkie-talkies. Out of nowhere, these things come. So it's, it's also hilarious, too, because 
she's definitely just on like this little moped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like she's just puttering down this quiet Florida road. Sure, but don't get murdered. Oh, and I think <laughs> right before this one, um, Diablo's own girlfriend gets killed. Yeah, she does. So that's sort of like the first like Oh, why would Diablo do that? Oh, so right. it's it sort of like chipping away at this idea that it's this that mythical a, murder. A man has risen from the grave. Yes. Which, like, I, I mean, you don't buy that for a second. This movie, from the start, well, you can tell this movie's not paranormal activity stuff. Well, there is, I think there's a scene towards the beginning where they, like his, his grave has been disturbed. Someone stole the body. body. Yeah. Right. So you yeah. don't know. It might have risen. There could be ghoulish nonsense. Who knows? <laughs> he is risen. <laughs> What I love about the demons, by the way, it's a sick reference. And again, something that it makes this whole uh, Umberto Lenzi argument of like, I didn't direct this, someone else did nonsense. The demons, Uh right? Demons is a Lamberto Bava movie, a great horror movie that was made a few years before this. And demons, the way it's spelled on their jacket is the font that's used on like the posters and everything for this film, Demons. So... You know, he fucking directed this movie, okay? Well, it was really Harry Kirkpatrick, and uh, I was just there the whole time. You got to hang it out. It's a Tim Burton situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, as as she calls in, she's like, oh, my God, he's right behind me. And he's like, okay, I'm in this parking lot. It's my favorite <laughs> line. It happens twice. This big fat guy's driving a truck, and he's like, hey, what? Cause this guy's trying to peel out and save her. Right. He's like, what, do you own the street? And then like they cut <laughs> away to her, and she's like having like a, a white knuckle chase with this guy. And then they a come back. five mile an hour white knuckle chase. And they come back to him again, and the other guy's still still demanding to know. He's like, "What do you own the street?" <laughs> like he says it twice in a row. But then Skip just like screams at this guy. <laughs> and the guy's like, "Oh, okay, buddy," and like backs I guess up. Yes, you do truck. own the street. Wow. That- can you tell me how it is you came to own this street? <laughs> I'd like to. I'd like to dabble in street ownership. I've been checking Zwillow every day, <laughs> see when that street's coming up for sale. So they get. To, oh, by the way, he calls out to her. He's like, "All right, Gail, go to your father's junkyard." And I'm like, "When did that happen?" Nobody knew Gail's father had a junkyard movie. <laughs> yeah, well, see, this is because it's this is the disgusting beach town as it's we've been fucking saying horse shit that's why it's like the industry of the town is sewage police <laughs> enforcement and uh junkin <laughs> just scrapping he's a junker so he goes the last act of the junkyard uh gail's running around the guy's chasing her john saxon goes up uh, goes up to skip because i think he just wants to kill Skip at this point. Well, because he told him to fucking get out of town. Yeah, and he that's... sees him. He's like, you son of a bitch. Here it comes, baby. And then John I'm going Saxon... to have. I'm not going to kill you. My friend Mr. Woodchuck's going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's mauled by a woodchuck. That was great. <laughs> no, I just imagine we took the gun. Like two woodchucks with a revolver. Wood... Uh, oh, I thought it was uh, Dave Coulier's pathetic puppet from that fucking Fuller house. He's still got that puppet. Hey, hey Woodchuck, meet Beaver Patrol. <laughs> Go for the wood, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, but then John Saxon is shot. Uh, so and great. so he goes down. And this is the greatest part of this movie. He gets shot in the chest. You're like, oh, my God. And it, it's dog. It's dog. And they come up and they're like, yeah, Saxon! <laughs> and they just <laughs> kidnap this guy <laughs> and drag him off. <laughs> 
and that's the end of it. Well, they put a ch- he's been shot in the chest and he's like bleeding out, and they put a chain around his leg and drag him from a motorcycle. Yikes! And it's just it's. It's well, just not. It's that storyline's not finished. It's, I want that no, demons movie. It's justified. Well, yes, of course, but that it is justified because Diablo was set up. Yes, that was all bullshit. No, yes. but it's just amazing that this character is just dragged off. He's dragged out of the movie. Right, the movie City Limits. <laughs> yeah, he just goes. It's right so great. I don't think they meant to do that. I think they just went a little too far and they were out of the movie and they couldn't come back. <laughs> you cease to exist after you go a certain yardage out of the movie, you know? <laughs> You're like too far away from the camera. They're like, oh no, we were just supposed to tape him up to the wall of the police station in his underwear, but we left the movie. Now the audience is going to think we killed him. <laughs> That's, it's kind of like a do- in a dodgeball game, like you can't come back until somebody catches it. Like, oh, maybe they'll mention us again we'll come back in the movie. That's exactly oh, the credits. It. Yeah, they're sitting out in the outskirts of town. Wait well, the- shockingly, Skip's not like, hey, what happened to that guy that tried to kill me multiple <laughs> times. Yeah, he's not too worried about it. He's like, ah, the demons will take care of it. Right on, noble <laughs> demons. So, you know, the ending of this movie is stupid. They, like, get in a fight with the killer. The helmet comes off, and whoops, it's this preacher character. Who has, like, right. three scenes or so. He's well, got he's, a, Yeah, he's always lecturing his daughter about going out and getting drunk and being uh, well, yeah, woozy. He's, he's, like, the extremely righteous whatever. So this is why it makes sense he would kill the... Uh, the prostitute and the perverts and right and uh, pranking is also, I think, against the Bible. <laughs> Thou guess, shalt not prank. Thou shalt better not fucking yeah, prank. That was the eleventh commandment. But the goddamn the, Andrew Jupin Bible it fell off the rock before Moses <laughs> got down from that mountain. Oh, Moses! Uh, looks like the bottom of this second one's chipped a little bit. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> Are you sure? I don't even know what pranking means. <laughs> I'm not even. You know, I'm not going to say it. I don't even know what pranking is. He's just like, nope, not reading that, not reading that one. Okay, I'll use that one. That's pretty good. <laughs> ha ha, you bit into that apple and there's a worm in it. Biblical pranks. <laughs> so, um, and it's, he's a 60-year-old man. I guess he was on the A-team for a while. Like, he was, like, Yo, yeah, the antagonist was... of the A-team or something, or maybe the <laughs> maybe. friend. I don't know. I didn't watch any of the A-team. He was, what? Like, he was like, one of the, you know, It somebody. should have been George Papard playing this <laughs> Oh, man. You want a good serial killer, you get George Pippard in your 80s slasher. <laughs> the thing that's awesome about this, though, is that when the helmet comes off and he's just got this motorcycle outfit on, it's just a leather daddy costume. Yeah. And here's this old man like, I'm going to get you, sinners. And I'm like, just look at you. <laughs> yeah. Some- Bring out the gimp. Someone's repressed. <laughs> So like, um, there's two. It's, it's your classic horror movie thing. Where, classic. Where he's like choking uh, Skip, and he's about to kill him, and Gale grabs this pipe and hits him over the back because he's just a dude, and like you know he lets go of Skip, and then they start to run. I'm like, no, no, you've got a pipe. This old murderer is down. Yep. Let's finish this. Oh, finish the job, Steve. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Get the fucking Striker Brothers in there. A couple of stunners. <laughs> Elbow drop from the top rope. Totally. The Striker Brothers are experts at cracking an old man's skull. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Break that fucker's neck off the top turnbuckle, of course. <laughs> but no, I mean... You My st- God, this old pre-serial killer is dead. And I mean, he is literally dead, folks. I mean, they didn't take any chances. God bless him. <laughs> but yeah, you don't, you don't leave. 
Wire have a last act chase thing. It's no, like, no, it's no, no. So we stupid. hit him once. It's, that always happens in the screen movies. You knock down Ghostface and then you run into the other room. No, no, no. You crush his head until he's dead. Yep. Yes. Anything, anything to take care of the situation to the point where you don't even have to question it. I'm <laughs> crushing your head. <laughs> I'm crushing your head. Yeah. Oh no, mommy! They should have turned his head into jelly. This nightmare <laughs> beach is pretty stupid. Just like we did to that alien, mommy. We turned his head into jelly. But, Mommy, you remember when we killed that alien? <laughs> <laughs> he, definitely, he definitely has green blood on his hands, I'll say that much. That's how we celebrate. That's how we rang in our 50th anniversary, Mommy, splattering alien brains. <laughs> so I'm picturing Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan yep. uh, sure. with a gray alien tied up in the bedroom. Yep. Ronnie Reagan dancing around like he's Michael Madsen and <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. Yep. I'm with you so far. And they're just like going to town on this alien, like torturing it to death. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's tough. Well, you know, you get, you know you've been in a, in a relationship that long. Sure. Got to spice it up somehow. Yes. <laughs> I can't find any ears ticket off, Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have a nose either, Mommy. Stuck in the middle with you, Mommy. <laughs> Uh, so this dude gives chase. He does. He gets back on his briefly. Why? Yeah, why let him get back on his motorcycle? But he does. He hits a tire. It's like a tire from a monster truck. I don't know how this thing got in there. I guess it's just like generic scrapyard junk. Yeah. This dude hits it, which come on, you can yeah. see this thing clear as day. He flies off, and then very, you know, fittingly. Into some scrapyard electrical wires that are just hanging loose. As they would be. And this dude just fries up. Here's the thing that you realize, by the way, when you get to the end of this movie and it's revealed, like, who the killer is. You start to think, like, of course it's this old bastard. Because look at that motorcycle. <laughs> it's not a motorcycle that's, like, part of the demons, like, a badass, like, That hog. is a weekend warrior bullshit. It certainly is. This dude gets AM and FM on this fucking thing. It's the dumbest. I think there's, like, fake wood paneling on the side of it. Yeah, it's bullshit. And it's he, such a loser motorcycle. There's no MC on his back, and it doesn't even, it, you know, if you don't have that, you gotta say lone wolf at least. Yeah, and it's... It's not. It's got like it's got extra security on the side, so he can't fall <laughs> exactly. off. Exactly. I tell you guys, once I was in northern Mexico driving through in the desert, uh-huh. and I saw this like stereotypical like badass biker, like a like a like a, an American myth. Oh was it, yeah. Was it the Renegade? Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> was it Lorenzo Lamas himself? But we were head we were heading north to Nogales, Mexico. And this, he appeared out of nowhere. Shit, dude. And on his, on his uh, back, yeah. instead of like a motorcycle club, it said Lone Wolf. Whoa. Oh, and like in the same type of font and the curvature, man, it was chillingly awesome. Dude, I think that might be the coolest thing I've ever heard. Not go. for nothing. That's fucking badass. I don't there know. Striker Brothers, though. <laughs> have here's, you given enough thought to the Striker Brothers? Yeah, but here's the thing. Striker <laughs> Brothers, badass tag team, sure. How about this, though? Striker Brothers plumbing. <laughs> it's kind of the same, you know? Same deal. It's an interchangeable Striker well, Brothers whatever. That will happen if the Beaver Patrol is successful. <laughs> Oh, shit. So yeah. this preacher <laughs> is dead, and we're just driving in this dude's car. And the only thing left after this, like, you've had this traumatic experience and whatnot. This, sure. This chick finally saw 
her sister's real killer get murdered, by the way. Good for her. Which, thanks a lot, fucking American capital punishment. Goddamn (laughs) Diablo went down for nothing. He was telling the truth the whole time. Think about all the innocent people we execute in this country. It is unconscionable. It's crazy. And I mean, Diab- Diablo's just one example. He should still be out there leading that biker gang. <laughs> yeah, dog should be the number two <laughs> yeah, until, exactly. you know, Diablo steps down. Or there's some type of uh, knife fight where they're strapped together. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, speaking of biker gang, stay tuned for Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Oh, the uh, what's his face movie? Uh, Brian Bosworth. Yeah, the biker Boz. gang movie. Yeah, oh, it's <laughs> worth it, man. But so in all of these movies, like what happens, you see a life ended after several other lives have ended by that life that just ended. Sure. Of course, you're horny AF. You know what I mean? And so they're driving, and <laughs> like they're like, "All right, yeah, what an adventure!" And he turns and starts making out with her, like. While driving this <laughs> yeah. car, and I'm looking at my watch like eight, nine, ten. Will you please watch the road, man? You're just making out. It's weird because like they don't have any kind of intercourse or real chemistry either. But like usually in the middle of these movies, it's like, oh man, how are we gonna survive? Dude, it's did you last- mean discourse and you said intercourse? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant like, they don't have sex in the middle of the movie. Usually, oh, you you did literally yes. mean sex. Usually, okay. usually that happens in in the middle of the movie. Where, right. Or like towards the end, it's <clears> like, you know, it, we're going to die tonight. Well, might as well get it over with. This sure. is why they're victorious against this killer. Oh, yeah. They're yeah, chased. they didn't get down to fucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, you know. But he then didn't... how do you explain the jokester? That's just, I guess, a mercy killing for the for the community. <laughs> for everyone. Yeah, I think so. I think that was like, I'm, I'm doing a lot of bad. Here's some communal good. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that wasn't even him, though. I think somebody was just like, dude, if I off this guy right now, oh, yeah. they're just going to chalk it up to this serial killer. <laughs> dude, I would love it if they're like, and you killed Robbie, <sighs> and you killed Dog's girlfriend, and you killed the hotel manager, and the prostitute, and the jokester, and he's like, whoa, 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 I didn't Kill the fucking jokester. <laughs> I hated him just as much as the rest of us. But well, let's be honest. Who's thinking about killing the jokester right now? <laughs> You're right. I mean, anybody could have taken and that dude out. Or, or if he was like, I thought he was funny. <laughs> like, oh my God, this guy's a real monster. Oh, actually, wait a minute. He's a weird, like, comedy guy. Autoerotic asphyxiation. Oh, very oh, possible. Yeah. That's how oh, yeah. nine out of ten of those guys go. <laughs> it's true. That's a big, honestly, autoerotic asphyxiation is the number one killer amongst prop comedians. Totally. Yeah. Look out, Carrot Top. Um, would anybody recommend this movie? Yeah, anything called Nightmare Beach I'm going to recommend. I mean, I, I don't even think I watched this movie. No, I, it's, it's, it's a fun 80s romp. It is way too late for what it is. Like, the music is awesome. We haven't talked about that enough. It's so rules. Uh, it's fun. I like it. I would definitely recommend it. It's just ridiculous 80s murder nonsense as, you know, it could have used a talking dog, but (laughs) it's pretty good. Most movies could use a talking dog. I will say I really enjoyed the scenes with John Saxon and Michael Parks as a, you know, character actor nerd. Like, I kind of wanted a lot more of that, and there's not nearly enough. It's just these two stone-faced not-teenagers running through this situation. <laughs> That's true. Which is a strike against the movie. Yeah, the problem with your, like, teen murder horror movie is that your two best actors are, like, 50-year-old dudes. Yeah. Uh, but this movie's a hardcore recommend. It's right in that beautiful wheelhouse of, like, 
skis 80s fun. Yeah. And I could just, I, I wish there was a Nightmare Beach franchise. I mean, yeah. You know, who knows? Maybe we should reboot it. We, should, we can get John. <laughs> hey, Andrew, can I be in Nightmare Beach 2? I don't know. How's that kitchen sink looking? <laughs> I find any fucking dishes in there. We're not negotiating. <laughs> no, I'm doing your dishes. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's Nightmare Beach from 1989, directed by Umberto Lenzi. If you want to get a hold of us and find out more information about this fine show, check out our website whmpodcast.com or find us over at sideshownetwork.tv like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter we are at whmpodcast right into the mailbag we all hate movies at gmail.com and remember folks rate and review the show wherever you get it spread the word about whm we cannot stress that enough yes yeah, so I want to stop you there to interrupt so someone listens all right I'm, I'm shutting up <laughs> Hey, Eric, the floor is yours. Okay, yeah. You know, if you like the show, it really helps us a ton if you would rate and review it on iTunes or wherever you find the show or just spread the word about it. Or like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and, and, you know, retweet, get your friends on there. Totally. Share the episode links. Yeah, pay it forward. This is coming from guys with horrific burn scars (laughs) who have awkward... Sex with Holly Hunter? What happened in that movie? Robin Wright, and they do have intercourse. No, it's Holly Hunter. Is it Holly Hunter? Yeah, it's Holly Hunter. Why have I been thinking for years of Robin Wright's and Pay It Forward? Mm-hmm. She's definitely not in any way. Almost, well, I, I don't know. I, I know Helen Hunt is the lady that he is. Uh... Oh, Helen Hunt is who we're talking about. Yeah. What are you saying? Holly oh, Hunter I said for? Holly Hunter. Oh, my oh, Lord. Oh, wow. I said, just... wow. Oh, man. One oh. of those nights at the old WHMHQ, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, the point is, we would greatly appreciate it. Our WHM fans, the WHM army spreading the word about the show throughout the world. We, of course, greatly appreciate it. Now, next week, we're taking a trip forward to uh, the decade known as the aughts, the 2000s. It's a cyber thriller. It's antitrust. It's Robin, uh, not Robin Philippi. What's his name? Ryan Philippi. Ryan Philippi. <laughs> Robin Philippi. Who's Ooh, he would have been a good Robin. Robin Hunter. No, I think that's his name. <laughs> Robin Leach. No, Ryan Philippi. It's a cyber thriller. Tim Robbins. Is Tim in Robbins. That's, what, that's what I'm doing. He's like a Steve Jobs type fella. I think. No, no yeah. It's definitely uh, 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 Rachel Lee Cook is in that film. Yes. I think Claire Forlani might be in there as well. Say. I know. It's it's 2000. Anything could happen. Oh, wow. That's what we thought back then. It's 2000. Right. Anything could happen. Yeah. And uh, final note. Thanks, Isaac. Yes. Yes, of course. Isaac, who wrote in from California. Okay. Uh, well, it's, I think it's California. Oh, right, 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 right. right. Uh, so until next week with Antitrust, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Seda. Eric Siska. Take it easy. Take it easy.